0: Since the beginning of the church, persecution has been part of the Christian experience. In fact, the Bible tells us that all who seek to live a godly life will be persecuted. Today, an estimated 360 million Christians are living under severe religious restriction. On this podcast, we share their stories. And we answer the question how can American Christians live as Christ? In an increasingly hostile culture, the way of the persecuted is the harder way. And this is the Harder Way Podcast.
1: Ho, ho, ho. I'm still Scott.
0: And I'm still Maddie. And welcome to the Harder Way Podcast. Merry Christmas, everybody.
1: Merry, Merry Christmas, everyone.
0: We are happy to be here. And if you are spending your pre Christmas weekend listening to this podcast, thank you. Yes. This is episode 52, for those of you who can't remember back to when you were a kid and you learned these things, uh, there are 52 weeks in a year, oh, really? which means that we have been doing this podcast for about a year. So thank you so much to all of you who have been here since the beginning and those of you who are joining us for the first time. We appreciate all of you guys.
1: Yeah, and if you are new to the podcast, go back and listen to some old uh, episodes. Uh, we have some really interesting material we covered and we think you would really be blessed by it.
0: Yes, and currently we are in the middle of a series where we are going through and looking at the lives of specific biblical figures as well as specific accounts in scripture and what we can learn from those about how to live the harder way. We're really trying to look at those examples to keep everything in this podcast rooted in scripture and to really emphasize contemporary application, how we can apply biblical truths about the harder way to our lives
1: and of course the harder way is the god way it's the way that's the way of faith and it's the way of living that was we really learned from the persecuted church and uh, because they they had no choice but to choose the way of faith because they had it was either that or die or, or lose their faith or, mm-hmm. or and for us uh, we have a choice still and so while we have a choice we choose the harder way so that when we don't have a choice we're ready
0: Yes, absolutely. And that's why we are here with this podcast for all of you. And although it is the Christmas weekend and this is a Christmas episode, we are still staying within our series because we are going to be looking at the, we'll say the nativity story, the story of the birth of Christ and what we can learn through those accounts about what it means to live the harder way and what some of those principles might look like uh, for our lives today in general, as well as uh, our holiday seasons.
1: Okay, let's do it.
0: So uh, for those of you who want to go ahead and give a pause right now and go read the Bible passages beforehand, some of you guys like to do that first and some of you like to do it afterwards. Uh, either way is fine as long as you're reading it.
1: <laughs> some of you don't read your Bible at all. Shame on you. Go get a Bible.
0: Uh, well, let's not shame anybody, okay, but, not let's shame, str- but let's strongly tell you that you need to do that. So if you want to read uh these accounts for yourself right now, you can go ahead and look at Matthew chapter 1 and Luke's uh Luke chapters 1 and 2.
1: Okay.
0: So I would encourage you to read both. Uh they can be re- you can just read one, but honestly there are certain details that are in both of them that aren't in the other. Mm-hmm. Uh there are things about Joseph and 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 his relationship and his whole idea of what it what his life was going to be like and all this in Matthew and then the same thing for Mary in Luke.
1: yeah and I so think, I think when Matthew's writing the book of Matthew the Gospel of Matthew um, I think that he is really making an effort to hearken back to uh, the Old Testament and to really root uh, the story of the the birth of Jesus, the Advent uh, in the uh, in the prophets. And so it's, it's good to uh, you read that version. And then in Luke, you really have Mary uh, giving her version uh, mm-hmm. of events. You know, we, we both agree that we think it was that Mary personally told this to Luke, who wrote it down and, mm-hmm. and shared it. Uh, and so we really have a, a kind of a different purpose in each writing. Uh, I guess Mark didn't find it important John figured it was. John,
0: out. John was like, "You all already covered it. Already covered. <laughs> you That's it's already right. talked about twice. Well, I have more important things exactly. to, to deal with." Uh, but really, if we look at the story of the Nativity, the story of Jesus's birth, leading up to it, there are really two primary figures. Of course, there are a lot of story, a lot of characters, uh, or I, I mean, I want to say figures because these were real people, right? Right. Uh, You can look at a nativity scene and see that there are multiple people there. But the two main figures in this account are Mary and Joseph. Right. And so we really want to look at them and their life and see, okay, what can we learn about the harder way from
1: them? So why don't you talk a little bit about the harder way for Mary. And I'll talk a little bit about what what was hard and what was the harder way for Joseph.
0: Sure. That sounds good.
1: All right. Why don't you start?
0: So Mary was a young girl. We don't know exactly how old she was. There are some different theories on that. Uh, But she was young. She was betrothed to be married to a man named Joseph, who you'll hear about in a little bit. Uh, And she was a virgin. She had never been with a man. Mm -hmm. And one day, uh, the angel Gabriel comes to her and tells her, you are going to have a child. And, of course, she's thinking to herself, uh, did you accidentally go to the wrong house? I'm really confused here. But he tells her, you know, she says, how can this be? Because I've, I've never been with a man. And Gabriel tells her that the child within her would be conceived by the Holy Spirit and that this child was going to be uh, the Messiah. So she's being told, you are going to have a miraculous conception and you are going to give birth to the Son of God, the Messiah, the Savior.
1: Now, in that in that culture, well, let me back up. At that time, um, I think if you had an angel appear to you and said you're going to do this thing for God, you'd be pretty excited about that. Right. But the culture would put a lot of pressure on you to do something different. In fact, I think we're going to see there's a real parallel between... That time period, how culture impacted a person of faith, and the road the, the road that she chose as an example of how culture is trying to impact our faith, and the road that we can choose. Mm. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah.
0: So Mary, uh, she hears this, and she says to the angel Gabriel, she says, "Let it me, let it be done unto me, according to thy word." Mm-hmm. And so essentially, this is her agreeing Mm -hmm. this is her saying yes because although there are people who might disagree i believe that it is clear through the scripture that she was being given a choice although the angel didn't say hey do you want this to happen uh from what we know about god and his character uh, i believe that she was given a choice and that that's why it was important that she said okay let it be done unto me according to thy word. Let let this happen. Mm-hmm. And then she goes on uh, to sing and to praise the Lord mm-hmm. right after right. that happens. Right. So what, what does that say about the harder way? Well, first of all, saying yes to birthing and raising the Messiah. I'd say that's the harder way. Right. If we think about what that means. And then if we think about what it would mean for her to be pregnant out of wedlock, okay? Think about what kind of a stigma there was for being pregnant out of wedlock just 50, 60 years ago and the struggle that that women went through with that. And now I want you to imagine that 2,000 years ago in an Eastern culture, in a religious setting, in a place where you could be stoned for being pregnant out of wedlock, or for going against the vows of your betrothal, and Mary knew that. Mary was fully aware that that was a potential consequence, and yet she still said yes to God. Mm-hmm. She chose the harder way when she had no idea how things were going to turn out for so her.
1: So she, everything in the everything around her said, "Look, you say yes to this, you you are, there's a good chance you're going to die."
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You say yes to this, you're you're bringing dishonor and shame on Joseph.
0: Mm-hmm. You're bringing your dishonor and
1: shame on your family. You're going to be rejected by your community.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, this is this is these are things that horrible things that could happen. Yet the the angel has spoken to you and said you're going to do this, and so she's like, all right, I'll do it. Yes. So she literally chose the way of faith. And if you look at it, there's a good way. Have a child within the marriage. Let the Lord come upon that child and bless that child and make that child become the God-man, Jesus.
0: Or say, Lord, if you if this baby has to be conceived by the Holy Spirit, right, in order to be fully God and fully man, can you at least wait until I'm actually married? Right. And then the baby can be born. And then there's the
1: God way, and God says, no.
0: Mm-mm.
1: Now. It's now. It's mm-hmm. This is the time. This is the way that requires the most faith. Mm-hmm. And I think Joseph... You know, same situation. He's probably older, I'd imagine. I imagine this. I kind of figure she's probably around 15, 16. He's probably around 30, 31, 32, somewhere in there. And that yeah. was pretty typical for a marriage in that culture. And well, in, in Eastern cultures, it's still pretty typical for those kinds of uh, marriages to take place. And. Was pretty normal. It had a lot to do with security for the wife, for having a, a husband that was, you know, set stable and stuff. A good place to raise children.
0: He had to already have a home and financial stability and resources. Yeah. Then really weren't allowed to just go off and, you know, get married for love at eighteen years old or whatever. Right. <laughs> it wasn't really a thing at that time.
1: That's right. Um, anyway, um yeah. Um, I, I imagine it must have been really difficult for Joseph. He was an honorable man, and I imagine it must have been really difficult for him to believe her because it's, you know, we. It's one thing to say, you be, uh, Well, I I prayed for a guy one time, pastor in Havana. And I thought he had the flu, and I thought I was praying for him to be healed of the flu, and I didn't believe that miracles happened today. And then he got up and went out and started working and stuff and doing stuff, got right up out of his sick bed. I thought, oh wow, that's pretty crazy. Found out later he had it wasn't a flu, he had brain cancer. Wow. And he was healed of brain cancer. Wow. Okay, but, but that's but that's not the, the main point. The point is that oftentimes I, I was a very serious Christian, but I did not have a I did not have uh, an expectation that the supernatural was gonna take place. Mm. Right, I and mean, God is supernatural. He's you know He's He's God, and so we are like, yeah, we follow you, Lord, but we don't expect you to do anything. You saved us; that's enough. And, right. uh, and, and right. yes, it is enough. But and so I imagine Joseph, as this, this this probably very devout Jewish man, is shocked when an angel shows up and says, Joseph, right. This is the Messiah. I mm-hmm. the Lord. This is the, the real
0: deal. The Holy
1: Spirit really did this, and again, Joseph has to choose: Do I do things the God way, or what's the good way in the eyes of my community? Because a man that was of good reputation, uh, a man that was you know respectable, a man that was uh, um, a businessman—he was a carpenter, so he had to make a living with you know the with the respect of the public. If they didn't like him and didn't. And you know, he didn't have an essential service. He would have a hard time making a living. So he was literally saying, I choose to have my character assassinated in order to be obedient to the Lord. I choose to have my reputation. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that... There's a, it reminded me right now of uh, of Steward Leadership and Dr. Yes. Scott Rodin's uh, material. And uh, if you get a chance to read anything by him, it's good stuff. Um, and... Uh, he talks about um, steward uh, stewardship and the and and leaders uh, needing to become leaders of no reputation, mm. and the the point of that is is that leaders and a and a father is a leader uh, need to be only concerned about the applause that comes from nail scarred hands, the hands of Jesus, and nobody else. And you know that's what I I try to live by that, and I've told you that as well, and. You know your siblings, and is that if you just try to please God, yeah, everything else will fall in place. And anybody that's got a problem with you has a problem with God. Because you're pleasing <laughs> God, and I yeah. that was the thing. Yeah. Joseph, I think Joseph was like he knew right away. I don't think he hesitated. I think he knew right away. Yes, okay, God, I believe you, and I'll I choose to follow you no matter the cost.
0: And we know that Joseph was an honorable man who yeah. was. You know, somebody who would do things the good way, because we see that before the angel uh, had come to him, he had decided already. You see this in Matthew chapter one, that he was not going to make a big public ordeal of the separation of of him and Mary, that he was going to divorce her quietly, which uh, if if we look at that, that essentially meant that he was not going to uh, put any charges against her.
1: Yes, yeah, could uh, save her life.
0: Yes, yeah, so that would save her life because she would not be, sounds weird to say, but up for a stoning, eligible <laughs> to be stoned. Um, he was going to do that quietly uh, at, because he was an honorable man. And so he was somebody that would typically choose uh, whatever thing was, was the good thing, the good choice. And when he was offered the good way or the God way, Right? We say maybe there's the bad way, the good way, the God way. He was going to choose the good way. But when he was offered the good way and the God way, he chose the God way.
1: So he, so he and uh, uh, Mary are, are now together. And then there's a census. And we know historically that census was done mm-hmm. around between 4 and 6 B.C., we know our calendar's off, so it's not that Jesus was born before Christ, <laughs> but our calendar's off by about six years. Yes. So it lines up to, to uh, the time of Christ. And we know that they went down to Bethlehem, and of course it was crowded and there was no room for place for them to stay. And so we have the Lord being born in, these, in this stable, basically. And again, I think of Joseph wanting to provide for his family, this honorable man.
0: Of course and, he would have wanted to provide for And how hard it them. is
1: to not just go out and start kicking down doors, but rather to trust God that he has provided and he's providing this stable
0: mm.
1: to have your child. And then, you know, they were there for a little while and then they had to flee to Egypt. And again.
0: It was because Joseph had a dream. Uh, The angel told him that he needed to leave, that they needed to go to Egypt, and so he did. And that is what saved uh, Jesus as a baby, his life, because after they left, uh, Herod had all of the young males killed.
1: So I think on the harder way, we can say, and and we see this pattern in, in many people's lives, we can say that on the harder way... The choice to do things the God way does not always mean things go in a straight line.
0: Definitely not.
1: And they most often are not easy. No. And uh, they're no. often very. They're often quite challenging. And we can all find ourselves living uh, in Egypt. You know, on, on exile. Our own, uh, have our own uh, experience where we have to kind of go into hiding.
0: Well, and sometimes I think about the fact that after being in Egypt. Uh, the Lord made it clear that it was safe for them to come back home. Uh, they went back to Nazareth. And here's something that I've always thought about. Egypt at that time was a very good place. It would have been a safe place to live. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they, he probably was doing well there as in his carpentry. And here's the thing. In Egypt, nobody knew them. Right. And so nobody knew that this baby Jesus was conceived... Out of wedlock. Right. Right? And yet, after that, they could have just stayed there and had a very good life there. But yet, Joseph said, okay, no, it's time for us to go back home. And you have to think of how big towns were at this time. And we know that Nazareth was kind of a small nothing town because we actually see that described in Scripture. You know, people saying what good can come out of Nazareth, right? right? and. You do? You, don't you think that all of those people there remembered what had happened just a couple years earlier?
1: Oh sure. And were
0: like, oh yeah, that's the girl who got pregnant before she was married, and right. that's the guy who decided to marry her and claim this, uh, you know, this this child born out of wedlock as his own. Right. Right. Or, or actually, I guess they would have probably assumed that. He was yes, the father right. of the yeah. So either way, they they would have assumed that they one or both of them were engaged in you know premarital sex and had brought shame on their families and all these things. And yet they went back. And so I think throughout this entire account, what we see is people choosing to say yes to God, even when they completely know that other people around them are going to judge them for it hate them for it, potentially punish them for it. And I think that's probably the biggest lesson we can learn in terms of an application to our own lives on the harder way from the stories of Mary and Joseph is saying yes to God, choosing to obey even when we know there are going to be negative consequences, even when we know that we're not going to be well-received. And I think this goes back to an episode that we did I believe it was, I want to say it was episode 16, but I'm not 100% positive. It was an episode that we did about the fear of the Lord and the fear of man. Right. And Mary and Joseph feared the Lord and they didn't fear man. Because if Mary and Joseph feared man, every single step of the way when they were given that choice, they would have said no. Because the fear of man would say, uh, these people are going to hate us. They're going to judge us. Right, we could be you know could be stoned for this. Have Why are we going trouble? back to
1: Nazareth? Life can be pretty good here in Egypt, or mm-hmm. or you know we're raising the Messiah. Shouldn't he be into the temple? and Shouldn't he be raised there? Mm-hmm. I mean, they, they, we we could think of a better way. Yes, you know, a, of a really good way of doing things and bringing about God's plan for God, because we have, yeah, you know, right. <laughs> we all think we have a,
0: control over that, right? Right,
1: and I think I think you're right, and I, and, and and that that concept of the fear of the Lord. I, I, I want to make sure that, you know, we always are trying to combat fear of man, uh, fear of loss. Um, but we have to make sure that we remember that those are not always, they're not going to go completely away. But the fear of the Lord has to be greater. And what, the, and what the fear of the Lord means is not that you're scared like he's a mean daddy that's going to come and, and, and hurt you. Fear of the Lord means I'm more concerned with his wants, his desires, his plans, and being in His will, and I'm, I am. If I'm weighing everything out, what should I do? The weight of that is infinitely greater than the weight of what my neighbors think of me, what my friends think of me, how it might impact my career. And my
0: biggest of. concern is pleasing God, not pleasing the people around me.
1: Oh yeah, just say it better. <laughs> shorter. So shorter. Yeah. Shorter is better.
0: So. I would just encourage you as we're walking into these last couple of days before Christmas to really take some time to reflect on what things were like for Mary and Joseph as they were leading up to that first Christmas, as they were leading up to Jesus' birth, and the ways that they said yes to God, the ways that they chose obedience, the ways that they said, I'm going to fear the Lord, I'm not going to fear man. And I think we can see, look, these were the people that were chosen to raise the Son of God, the people that were chosen to raise the Messiah. And so we know that these were people with strong character, people who were devoted to the Lord. And so you can see that people who are devoted to the Lord are going to say yes to him. They're going to obey him even when it's hard, even when it's difficult, because what they were getting ready to face was persecution. They were going to be persecuted. And I think that for all of us, we can look around and see maybe areas where we're avoiding doing or saying certain things because we're afraid of some degree of persecution in our own life. But if we want to be like these people who were chosen to raise the son of God, right, then it means that we need to choose to obey God and not be afraid of whatever persecution may come.
1: Well, I think that's a good final word. And I think uh, as we go into now, we're just a couple days from Christmas. Uh, I just want to uh, turn my heart and my mind to the, to the Lord and think about his His birth, think about his, his incarnation um, and uh, him coming, you know, God in the flesh, coming as a humble child in a manger mm. and uh, living a life, free from sin he kept the law perfectly he didn't he never sinned and uh a life that was given for mine mm. right and that and and for yours and and for and for all of us all of yours out there yes and uh, he had you know he has the birthday but we got the gift and uh, we and and the life through which we can have eternal life in heaven with god mm. and uh yeah
0: and that's, and that's the true meaning of Christmas, Charlie Brown. So we would encourage all of you uh, to go and read through Matthew chapter 1 and Luke chapters 1 and 2. Maybe a couple times between now and Christmas. And like Dad was saying, turn your hearts uh, toward the true gift of Christmas. It's a chaotic season. It's a stressful season, especially for those uh, with young kids or with large families. But don't let... Don't let the stress and the chaos change the fact uh, that you've been given this amazing gift. Don't let that change your attitude or your heart during this time. And I'm speaking to myself here just as much as I'm speaking to any of you out there. Yeah,
1: three three suggestions for Christmas for people with young families, especially that are trying to train their children in the way of the Lord. One, do communion uh, on Christmas morning mm, to remember. Yeah, the, that's good. Two. Make a birthday cake and have a birthday cake on Christmas Day for Jesus and sing happy birthday. We know it's not probably the actual day he was born, but that's the day we celebrate it. And it's yeah. great for the kids to remember that's what we're doing. We did it with our kids every year. Was it a good thing?
0: It was fun. It was great. And it, it was a good way to to remind everybody, hey, this th- this is the real meaning of the party, right? right? Just like when you have a birthday party, even if there's lots of fun stuff going on, ultimately when you're singing happy birthday to whoever's birthday it is, you're reminded, oh, I guess that's why we're here. (laughs) Exactly.
1: Well, beloved, we thank you for being with us. No. uh, Yeah. The third thing is I'm going to say goodbye. (laughs) I just want uh, to say thank you all for being with us for the last year. And we're looking forward to uh, our podcast next week where we'll think about the next year.
0: Yes. Very exciting stuff. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to all of you. Thank you for listening to the Harder Way Podcast. If you were encouraged by this episode, please consider sharing it with a friend or leaving us a review. To be the first to know when we publish new episodes, subscribe to the Harder Way podcast on your favorite platform. Until next time, remember the words of Christ. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven.